500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the the ghost who walks enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't mind the phantom he finds you G'day everybody and welcome to episode 72 of the Phantom Chronicle Chamber podcast. We have a very, very special um, episode today and that is because it is just me and our special guest. Our guest is so special that we didn't want to ruin the experience with uh, Dan and Steve. So I flicked them off to the side. And we have a special guest. No, just jokes. Um, Dan's been called away to a work meeting and Stephen has, um, his wife has paid his employees to leave him in Sydney. And so he's been stuck in Sydney for the last couple of days and so it is just me. So, unfortunately they won't be able to join us today, but that won't be an issue because we have a very special guest, so you won't be just stuck with me. So... The guest that we have is all the way from uh, Sweden. He is a regular cover artist, and he is, well, as far as I'm concerned, he is a fresh, is a, um, what would you call it, a fresh air to the Phantom universe, and his name is Henrik uh, Selstrom. How are you going, Henrik? Hello. I'm doing just fine. That's good. Now, did I butcher your last name? No, it was fairly close, actually. Most people do butcher it, but uh, you've done your research or something. <laughs> That's good. So, um, yeah, so, um, so Henrik, uh, tell us a bit about yourself, mate. Uh, well, I live in Stockholm, the capital. Um, I'm uh, 39 years old, so I'm not that much of a fresh breath of air to the Phantom. I'm... Uh, Soon middle-aged and all. Um, Still in your 30s. Still in your 30s. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. <laughs> um, I don't know what, what to say, really. It's uh, uh, I grew up in Stockholm. I lived for one year in a small town here in Sweden called Hofosch when I studied uh, uh, comic book art uh, back in the end of the 90s, 97, 98, I think. Other than that, I've just lived in Stockholm my entire life. Awesome. So um, you've got a background in uh, comic art um, uh, when you said you studied. So just tell us a little bit about how you found your calling as a comic book artist and what studies you did and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, uh, I liked to draw when I was a kid. Like... Um, I've been told that I started drawing when I was three years old, and then I think I was six years old, my grandmother gave me a Spider-Man comic, and then I was like, uh, this is what I want to do with my life, I want to draw this type of stuff. Um, and uh, it was, uh, I think it was the first issue 
of uh, Spider-Man in Sweden uh, after they changed uh, publishing houses. So it was number one, 1984. Um, and um, yeah, I just uh, got really into comics, uh, read everything like uh, Conan, X-Men, The Phantom, uh, Spider-Man. It was a lot of Marvel stuff back then. Uh, and then uh, I gradually got into Batman stuff, and uh, I think it was uh, when uh, I saw The Dark Knight Returns when I was a teenager, uh, or I read The Dark Knight Returns, that's when I uh, kind of really got serious about uh, comic books and, and drawing. So. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, what about your studies? So, you've, you've, you've studied to be a... Um yeah, but that, that's uh, it's. Uh, Is it like a graphic? Design yeah, it's a or? small, small school. That was. Uh, uh, I remember when I was um, uh, really young, they had it, uh, and I always wanted to go there. And then they the school was uh, shut down, but then, uh, uh, like uh, in conjunction with the. Uh, me graduating from regular school, then it started up again. So I was like, oh, of course I'm going to apply to this. And I did. And then uh, uh, I, uh, I I ran into some troubles because the, the teacher, she uh, didn't like that I did so much violence in my comics. Uh, so she, uh, she uh, rejected me and uh, uh, told me on the phone that, they had a policy against this, and I was like, yeah, but you should have said that, like stated that in all the brochures and stuff like that. So I called the, I called the principal of the school, and he's like, no, we don't have any such policy. So uh, uh, he put me on uh, the uh, as first reserve because of that. And uh, someone didn't show up on their first day, so uh, I just came down there a couple of days later. And that was for a year, and then um, uh, everyone who, who went there got offered to stay on uh, a second year, because uh, after that year they um, uh, decided to prolong the, the education. But it was just a few who, who decided to do it, and I wasn't one of them. I went back to uh, Stockholm and uh, uh, started uh, freelancing after a while. Yeah. So freelancing yeah. was that just um, like like graphic? That was everything. Just I was it, that it, pay the bills. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was a lot of storyboards, uh, doing stuff for uh, um, advertising agencies and stuff like that. Um, so I I did book illustrations and uh, um, I, one of my first uh, big gigs at the ad agency was. Uh, uh, designing superheroes for Microsoft because they they were launching a new line of servers or something and they wanted a superhero for every server so it was a, a major uh, uh, campaign and everything that was uh, pretty cool. So you've had superheroes in your blood. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I can't I can't actually claim that I'm that into superheroes anymore. Uh, yeah. I don't read any of the mainstream. Uh, uh, titles. Uh, I um, 
uh, I pick up graphic novels if they look interesting. Like right now, I'm I'm uh, super looking forward to uh, uh, Batman White Knight by Sean Gordon Murphy. That's going to start uh, being published in October. Um, so I, I keep an eye on it and pick up every uh, few nuggets here and there. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, and what do you do now as like a as a day job? Because I'm assuming the Phantoms just a on the side um is that correct that is correct uh i just do it for fun pretty much um my my full-time day job is as a concept artist for uh, (coughs) game development so i work with uh, uh, video game stuff just uh, the designing the aesthetics and stuff like that so uh um ah, it's fun it's really fun so it's fun um do you like is that something that you prefer than the comic industry, like one that it pays well, you've got a, a steady form of income and and stuff like that, or do you, is is the comic industry still a um, like a full time goal? If if I could make uh, a, a really good living off of just doing comic book stuff, I would probably prefer that. But uh, it's it's a really hard life for for. Uh, the people in that industry. Uh, I have a few uh, um, friends that that are in the American comic book industry and stuff like that, and uh, um, they don't earn a lot of money, and uh, there's no uh, health insurance and stuff like that. So um, it's a it's a really tough life, and uh, uh, game development is uh, is more lucrative in that in that sense. Yeah, um, and we've all got bills to pay. Yep. <laughs> so, are you a gamer yourself, or is it just something that you, or is it, you know, in a sense, a job? No, no, I, I'm, I'm a huge gamer. I, uh, yeah. I grew up with the, the Nintendo 8-bit era. I loved the games like Mega Man, uh, Metroid, um, Super Mario Brothers, and stuff like that. That's uh, uh, great stuff. Um, and I still play a lot. Uh, I've been playing uh, the new Hellblade game the entire day today, waiting for uh, us to have this chat. It's a pretty amazing game, actually. Uh, yeah. Do you play games? Um, I'm I'm not a gamer myself. Um, I I work on computers pretty much all day. I'm a online in the online area doing you know uh-huh. uh, websites and stuff like that. So by the time I get home after a, you know after a seven eight hour day I'm kind of over the computer um, my wife yeah. was a gamer um, she had you know her dad was a gamer also so she had all of the latest games consoles and stuff yeah. like that she wasn't very good at it but she yeah. enjoyed the gaming um, so yeah that's more her area than mine alright but she gave it up um, oh, well I, I guess a lot, like a lot of people in their teenagers teenage years you know, they kind of give it up when the boys come and yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. All right. Um, it's just it's just me who just kept uh, the nerd streak hey, going. I'm a nerd with you, mate. I've yeah. got my comics and stuff like that. Um, my, I'm trying. To yeah, you collect little... the Phantom stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge Phantom fan, so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get my daughter to be as much of a nerd as me, which. I'm sure some people will consider it as child a form of child abuse, but um, 
you know, I was very happy. Like yesterday, I went out for breakfast and I come home and she goes, "Come, Dad, come, Dad, let's go play in Phantom Room." So you know, first thing on the way. Uh, uh, sounds when like I got abuse, home, all right. <laughs> first thing, come home and you know, I get to go play in my Phantom Room. You know, so I was I was quite happy about that. It was a it was a uh, proud dad moment. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's specifically the Phantom stuff, and uh, you're just. Uh, uh, going for that character. Yes, yes. Yeah. I've I, I've read other characters, and I do have like I've got you know all the Asterixes, the Tintins, the Lucky Luke's. Um, so I like you know, um, and then I've read Commando comics. Um, uh, so I've I've dabbled and I've got comics from other areas, but it's prime it's primarily just the Phantom. Mm. Yeah. So were you always like you said uh, when before you said the comics you read as a child? Um, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned Phantom. So did you yeah. read much Phantom? Yeah, I read a ton of Phantom uh, when I was uh, when I was a kid. Um, I uh, like I said I, I was just super interested in comic books uh, overall. So I read all types of comic books from you know Garfield yeah, okay. to yeah to to Spider Man and. Uh, uh, yeah, Lucky Luke as well, and Asterix. Um, uh, I loved uh, Marsupilami and uh, um, you know Tintin, um, stuff like that. Um, but uh, I, I'm I'm not like focusing on on characters anymore like that. I'm I'm uh, I'm more leaning towards uh, finding artists that I really like and follow. Um, yes. So, so my collection now is is very scattered uh, in, in terms of of uh, content. It's it's just artists that I like. Um, but uh, no, I read the Phantom when I was a kid. Um, pretty much as soon as I started reading comic books, I, I uh, had subscriptions to all of these magazines, and uh, uh, so my era is pretty much the the eighties. Yeah. Uh, so Phantom in in the 80s, uh, it's great. It was still black and white. I still prefer the black and white stuff. You know, Hans Lindahl, uh, his stuff amazing. Like uh, one of my favorite all-time comics, uh, the way it's drawn at least is. Uh, mm. um, I think it's uh, Castle of Evil, as it called that for you. Yes. I know Prue published it. Uh, it's it's uh, one of the best drawn uh, Phantom stories ever, and. Uh, it's just amazing. Um, I actually wrote uh, a letter to Hans Lindahl when I was, uh, I think, 12 years old or something. I, I uh, sent him uh, a comic book page that I that I drew, um, and uh, I didn't expect any uh, reply or anything, but I got a letter back with feedback. Uh, he talked about the artists he liked, like uh, Mobius, um, and uh, you know, feedback on my stuff, telling me uh, what I should think about, which is you know, great uh, um, inspirational stuff for for a twelve-year-old who wants to do art. And yeah. and he sent me a little uh, small drawing that I still uh, have up here. So wow, um, that's you great. Probably, you would be one of the few people who actually have an original Hans Lindell uh, drawing because. He's known in the comic uh, art 
steadfast fear of the phantom not to actually give away and not to um, draw many stuff for fans. Yeah. So you were yeah, but I guess, I guess it was different since I actually sent him one of my pages, <laughs> and, and you know he probably wanted to to encourage me or something because because I got a really nice letter and everything. So yeah, it's yeah. it's amazing when um, when artists and stuff do that. Um, just because I'm sure that would have inspired you so much. Yeah, of course. Mm. No, that was that was amazing, and like I said, I still have the the. Uh, artwork up here, so uh, um, I kept the letter as well. That one is uh, packed away, though. But the the artwork is still on display. Awesome, yeah. I've um, Hans is probably one of my one of my favorites as well. Yeah. Um, do you have any other favorite artists or writers or? Yeah, when I was a kid, uh, Hans Lindahl was my uh, all time favorite. I loved him and Kari Leppinen. Yep. Um, and uh, um, as I grew older. Uh, now my uh, my favorite artist, the Phantom artist, uh, is um, I'm not gonna say his name in, in a French accent or anything. It's George Bess. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I love his stuff. Uh, I still love Hans Lindahl immensely. I still love Kari Leppinen's stuff. Uh, I look forward to seeing Kari's uh, uh, new stuff every once in a while. And it was an honor to to work on the covers for him and stuff. Uh, but uh, uh, George Best stuff really resonates with uh, with me now. So I, I've been uh, following his career after his uh, Phantom days as well. Like um, uh, he's been doing a lot of stuff with Jodorowsky, uh, and one of my I think the best thing they've done, and one of my favorite comics is Son of the Gun. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, George. Um, the, I guess the thing with the three of those is that they're not um, um, I, I, like, I, you mentioning those names I can sort of I can I can see elements of theirs in your in, in your phantom because um, mm-hmm. like they're they're not the overly muscular you know um, muscles on top of muscles bodybuilder mm-hmm. style of phantom they're more the the slick the the more the sportsman style, the more the realistic, I guess. Yeah, um, I think Hosley and Dolls is kind of he has a meaty style, though. I think it yeah. feels like he has some some meat on, on his bones. But Kari Leppinen and uh, uh, and George Best for sure. George Best does a really like slender physique on the Phantom. I really li- love it. I don't think I draw draw him like that, but uh, because I don't try to mimic it, but. Uh, I just love it. It's the same thing. I, I love uh, the character Judge Dredd a lot. Yep. Uh, and my favorite artist for Judge Dredd um, is Brian Boland. Uh, and it's also because he does a really, really slender uh, version. I think when I uh, draw that type of character, I, I probably uh, put more like muscles on them and stuff because I was really inspired by Frank Frazetta and Simon Bisley and stuff when I was a teenager. Um, because um, I was reading a lot of um, you know, Spider-Man comics, uh, like with Todd McFarlane and, and those people, um, you know, X-Men by Jim Lee and stuff like that. And then I, I found uh, uh, Simon Bisley's uh, Slain comic from 2008, and it just pulled me away from the superhero genre. And through that, I found uh, you know Frank Frazetta, who was Bisley's big inspiration, and Frank Frazetta is still one of my like 
huge influences. Um, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, you, did you stop reading the Phantom when you hit um, uh, teenagers and, and 20s and stuff, like a lot of other younger readers, or was... Or did yeah, you I, I, I stopped... Yeah, I stopped reading it regularly. I um, um, it was in the nineties. Um, it was I was still reading it when it was uh, uh, colored for for a few years. Um, uh, so I was still reading, you know, the um, uh, Al Capone uh, uh, story by Lindahl and stuff like that, yeah. uh, uh, which was I think somewhere in ninety four or yeah. around there. So I was still reading. Uh, the first, at least the first half of the 90s, I remember, and I, I, I have um, uh, like if, if there's any uh, Phantom fans or or Phantom fans who who want uh, to go on a little like hunt, they can hunt down my uh, fan art that I sent in and that's, uh, that got published um, uh, early in the 90s. Oh, okay. Do you remember what issue that was? I do not remember. <laughs> I, I think it was uh, during the the time that uh, what's his name, Terry Asmo, was doing like the airbrushed covers. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know the airbrushed yeah. covers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a project for a um for a, a Henrik fan um to find out. So was that your, was that your first published art? Uh. I don't remember actually. I don't remember <laughs> it was my first published artwork. Um, it's, been, it's so long ago, so I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I've got a lot of the uh, the 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 scenic or and the Egmont comics from like the eighties and nineties, and that that was definitely a golden era, especially for like all the freebies and you know like the the posters, the postcards, yeah. and stickers and stuff. I just Oh, the eighties was amazing. Yeah, it, it, I still look back at it, it's amazing stuff. Yeah, like the the Castle of Evil and the the Man in the Iron Mask and all these. Yeah, the I still love them. Uh, that was yeah. another one of my favorites from that uh, area. Yeah, the Stork. I, will, I always loved the the uh, the ones that were uh, based on myths and legends, you know, uh, historic, and then the. Hello, Henrik. I think we cut out for a sec there. Hello, we back up. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, you hung up on me. <laughs> uh, he just goes on and on about what he likes and what he finds interesting. <laughs> no, because um, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's, um, I love reading all those stories as a kid. Um, sorry about that. So I was just going to say, with um, you were just talking about how you liked a lot of the um the historical and the uh, fairy tale stuff yeah 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 so and the yeah the, the strength is the um, um that you can take you know whichever generation you want and place them during an era and make a fantastical story that's always the stuff that i love to read about hmm it's um it's interesting you say that and pretty much every um, Egmont and scenic reader that we have talked to on the podcast has made uh -huh. mention that they love that stuff as well because in Australia 
they're not as well received, which I, I always yeah. find interesting. Um, and I, I personally got a feeling that the reason why Australian readers don't appreciate them as much is because the stories are not based actually in Australia. Um, and Australia tends to get neglected, and I think a lot of it is sour grapes. Oh, okay. That's oh, yeah, yeah. You, you weren't producing that much of your own material. That's recent. Recently, they've been starting to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. We produced a couple of stories in the mid '90s, which were, were okay, but you know they they were never at your level of yeah. um, you know of, of the Egmont stories. But um, I think. With all of the Egmont stories that were created, I think there was only one that was that actually kind of was based in Australia, um, mm-hmm. and the majority of them were, well, you know, were based around the Europe area and stuff, which is, you know, in a sense their target audience. And I think um, I, that's that's my personal opinion is that the reason a lot of Australians don't like them as much is because um, uh, they weren't, you know, there wasn't that Australian influence in a sense. Yeah. But um, no, I, I reckon the I reckon it's it it's the it has to be one of the strongest points about the Phantom the fact that there is 400 500 years that you can play with you're not stuck in just the current generation. Yeah. Exactly, um, and then you throw in some you know the fantastical stuff if he if he runs into Bigfoot that's all right you know Bigfoot doesn't really exist but it's a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> but well, that's, um, a comic book. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was never that into the the modern day stuff. It's still fun to draw, you know. But the, the stories, I, I wasn't that into uh, uh, seeing, uh, you know, uh, the everyday life of Burubu and uh, the Diana and stuff like that. You know, taking care of the kids. That wasn't <laughs> my, my cup of tea as a reader. <laughs> No worries. So, um, so how did you get the gig as a Phantom cover artist? Uh, well, I, as I remember it, at least it was uh, uh, I. I had done a fan art of a uh, of Judge Dredd, like in 2012, I think, uh, because it was I was so looking forward to to uh, the Dread movie that was coming up. Yep. So, so I was. Uh, I did a, a fan art of the comic book version of Dread, and uh, that's the good uh, one, and not the Stallone one, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was '94, I think, or '95. <laughs> but uh, um, uh, yeah, and then the, um, uh, 2000 AD, um, they they uh, had shared that and stuff, and then quite recently, you know. Uh, what is it now? Two and a half years ago, or something. They uh, they reshared it on on their Facebook page, I think, uh, as like a old, oldie but golden or whatever it's called, um, uh, olden but golden. Uh, but um, uh, and then some Swedish people had seen it on that page and they shared it to uh, a Swedish comic book um, group. And uh, the editor Mikael Sol, he's, he was in that group, and he saw it, so he contacted me from seeing that one and asked me if I wanted to do a cover. And then it just rolled on, and I got more and more covers. Um, wow. So uh, it's been a—it hasn't been as many covers this year. I'm—I'm I'm, 
I did a few at the beginning, and then uh, uh, I've produced uh, uh, one more that hasn't been seen, and then uh, uh, I'm uh, starting work on uh, another one right now. So it's yeah. uh, it's a little bit less here than it's been, but uh, I still do them every once in a while. Yeah, is that just because of um, uh, time restraints? Well, it's it's uh, it's not my choice, but uh, it's it's good for me to take it a little bit easy, as seeing as I have a life on the side of it. <laughs> it, it. It did take up a lot of my time to to do as many covers as I did. I was doing uh, uh, covers uh, here and there for other stuff, like again, Agent X Nine, um, which yep. is another uh, comic book here, uh, and. Uh, um, yeah, I've, I've done um, stuff now for an upcoming uh, convention in Leeds with uh, 2080-related stuff. And, oh, okay, uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I believe you've but, also done a cover for um, Dylan Dog as well, which uh, is published yeah, exactly. by um, Andreas Erikson. Yeah, you had him on the podcast, right? Yes, yeah, I had him on yeah. the podcast. I'm trying to get yeah, him to I didn't come listen to that one, though. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm trying to get him to come back on. Um, uh, which is nice dude. Yeah, he's he's very nice. Um, I've had a, I've had a fair bit to do with him over the years. Um, yeah. Very knowledgeable and stuff. I would love to get him on, talk to him as much as he's allowed to, of course. Because when he did the, um, uh, he filled in as editor of um, the Phantom Men uh, magazine yeah. for a year as well. I'd love to kind of pick his brains about that on the podcast as well. Yeah. So, and I know Andreas will listen to this, so Andreas, I've got your number, mate, and I'm going to be stalking you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you hassled him for my contacts, so... Yes, yeah, that's how I got in contact with you, was through, um, was through him. He's, yeah. Um, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's a great guy. So, um, yeah. so... No, I've, I've been, uh, I've been doing uh, stuff for him as well, on the side, so... Yeah. Yeah. So, what was it like getting that, um, that... I'm assuming it was like a Facebook message or a phone call from uh, from Mikel saying, "Would you like to do a Phantom cover?" Uh, he uh, he emailed me, um, uh, and uh, yeah, of course I was going to do it. You know, I, I grew up reading the character, so and I was I was still picking uh, the magazine up every once in a while. You know, if if I went out to the countryside or if I was going to be stuck on a train for for hours uh, traveling and stuff like that. Um, then I picked picked a few magazines up, and I always picked up Phantom. Um, so I was still reading it every once in a while. Uh, so of course, I, I, it was an honor to get to do it. Still, uh, I still really like that cover as well, the T Rex one. Um, okay, so the T Rex one was your first one. Yeah. Nice. So, what would be your favorite cover so far? Is it would it be that one or? Yeah, it's probably that one, just because uh, you know it was. Uh, it was new, exciting. It's still fun and all, but you know, when you get the new, um, a new uh, opportunity, it's it's fun. And uh, um, I, I think I, uh, it's probably the one that's closest to uh, j- just my raw uh, drawing style. Uh, I've been to- toning down a little bit of the messiness and you know the roughness uh, of my style. Uh, a little bit, um, 
for the rest of them. But um, yeah, it's probably that one that's that's the closest one to my heart. Yeah, I've um uh in in preparing for this podcast, I asked a couple of um uh, a couple of uh, fans and friends of Call Fifty PH um, mm-hmm. around you know around the world who have um you know like collect covers and, and art and stuff and. A lot of them said, you know the one with, um, I think it was the Nat Turner storyline with the tugboat in the background? And oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them said that that was, that was their favourite that you've done so far. Yeah, it's, I think it's the, the most uh, classical one, probably, yeah. the ones I've done. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wanted to do a really classical take uh, on the character, so... Um, no, but I, I know that one is a popular one. But uh, um, yeah, uh, there, there's a few I, I like. There's a few I don't like as much. But uh, as lo- as long as there's more of the ones I do like than dislike, that I, I think I've done an okay job. So. <laughs> well, I know um, I know on this podcast when your art first started coming out, I, I noticed yeah. the change, and I've. I remember we we did talk about it, saying how there was, it looked like there was a uh, a shift from the, uh, I guess, from like the the traditional kind of fun covers to the to the more darker um, mm-hmm. covers from which which you do and um and and I, I must I must admit I, I I enjoyed the switch I've um I've been enjoying yeah. your art for for a while thank you. Um, <laughs> And and so when you know, um, when Andreas uh, suggested um, when we were talking about you know potential guests and stuff like that, and your name propped up, it was um, it was definitely a no-brainer because um, yeah, it was, it's, it's it's fun seeing your seeing your work. One of the ones that I've actually kind of liked, which um, I hope is not the one that you don't like, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. is some of the um, uh, Empty Throne covers. Yeah, I really liked the uh, the first one, the the two faces in profile. Yes, yes. Yeah, that that one was really fun to do. Um, I mean, I don't dislike the other ones, but the uh, <laughs> the there's always uh, you know uh, the one that you really like or the yeah uh, yeah. So that's the one I, I really liked that one. Uh, felt a little bit honored to to do it. Uh, you know. Picturing basically the 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 new one. Mm. So yeah. So what? Um, so for most Australian listeners, we have not actually seen the Empty Throne saga yet. Um, mm-hmm. We've heard about it because we've talked about it in this podcast. Um, Fruit has announced that they will be releasing it in. I think it's. Um, Oh, later on, I think it's like in you know, a month's time or something. So, what as a as as a reader, as a fan, but also as a um, as an artist for Egmont, um, mm-hmm. what's what's your what's your opinion on on Egmont and even the KFS daily approach of of this supposedly passing on the baton to the twenty second Phantom? Uh, I think it's it's interesting. You know, we've had the. Uh, the the current one for quite a while, and uh, I think it feels natural with the uh, with the, the the whole concept of the Phantom being that you know uh, the baton is passed from generation to generation. 
so uh, for me I just see it as something positive yeah uh, yeah. yeah so um, has from what from what you've seen and, and, and heard from uh, the corner of your world um, mm-hmm. do you think the the response has been positive uh, I haven't seen that much I think it's been mostly positive um, but I haven't I haven't really followed mm. uh, the debate that much um, I saw a lot of uh, uh, talk about it when the first issue showed up you know it was in all the magazines and stuff like that and uh, it was a big deal you know that uh, it could be a, a woman taking over like uh, taking the, the mantle and uh, um, being the phantom and uh, like you'll have to read and see and, you know, it was excitement so so people people were generally pleased about that and then you always have you know the the uh, old sourpuss who, uh, who doesn't like it at all but at the same time you know I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen because I I get the, the assignment or the question if I want to do uh, a cover and it's it's maybe you know a month in advance of, of it being published um, or a little bit more it's uh, I, I get the question uh, a month before deadline and then it's uh, uh, maybe half a month or something more, but um, um, yeah. It, so I don't really know what's going to happen, you know, in a three-issue run. Yeah. Yeah. So I had no idea, but I, if if you know comic books, you know nothing is going to change too much. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so would you? So you you'll be. Um uh, so, would you favour the Halloways taking over, or do you, or are you a traditionalist in kit, or do you think there's room for both of them? Uh, I I think it would be interesting if both of them took mm. on the the role, probably. Um, okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that could be could be cool. Um, yeah, I don't I don't mind either way. Yeah, actually. Oh. Yeah. I, I, <coughs> sorry, I, I tend to agree that I think both, and I think I think there's 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 room for Heloise to be the Phantom, and I think it yeah. could um, potentially, if done well, and if you know she's not done as just a, a sex symbol, but uh, yeah. um, if she's done well, it could um, help get some more female readers and female fans and stuff as well. Yeah, if there's this female kicking butt, and you know, especially in today, you know, when we've had the success of Wonder Woman and, and movie and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could tell in the in the uh, comic book uh, uh, where they were fighting about it. You know, she was tougher than he was. She was a little bit uh, more whiny about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's always yeah. been my criticism of uh, Kit Junior is that he's he's depicted as a bit of a. Um, a, a bit of a mummy's boy, a bit of a. Yeah. <laughs> so what? So when you when you draw, um, am I correct in saying that everything's um, when you're doing a cover, it's all on the computer? Yeah, yeah, it's it's been that way. Um, I uh, I started drawing uh, digitally ten years ago now. Um, before that, it was all analog, and then. Uh, I did some, you know, uh, coloring on the computer once in a while, um, 
and then when I uh, became a um, concept artist, um, I pretty much switched over completely. Um, I still do uh, analog uh, sketching and drawing in the sketchbook, and then sometimes I like a drawing, I scan it in, and I keep working on it, so it, it's mixed media in that way, but just for uh, like uh, workflow reasons, all the Phantom stuff has been uh, 100% uh, digital so far. No worries. So what's your process? Do you, I'm assuming, like, do you use one of the, um, uh, like, one of the programs and then, what, bring it into Photoshop and clean it up and... No, I, I actually draw uh, straight into Photoshop. I, I have a, I have a Wacom Cintiq. Uh, it's a, the 24-inch uh, version, so I draw straight on screen, and then um, I just use Photoshop. I, I recently um, uh, started trying out uh, what's it called, Sketchbook Pro uh, yeah. from Autodesk, which is really nice for for line art uh, because Photoshop isn't really that great when it comes to um, to black and white line art stuff um, but uh, so far I'm just playing around with it maybe I'll, I'll um, gradually move over to that later on but but so far it's, it's mainly Photoshop for me hmm. um, and when I do the the covers it's a little bit different from uh, when I just draw for myself uh, because I, I really like to draw and just uh, don't have a plan when I start. I, I start doodling and then I find something that's interesting and I just uh, keep looking for shapes and, and um, like laying down sh shadows and, and uh, building up an image. With the, when I do the, the colors, I, I uh, send in uh, several different sketches of what can be done. Yeah. And uh, when they pick one, then I have that one to go for. So I, I don't have that, uh, like searching for the image while I'm drawing. I have something to to go for. So uh, it's a little bit different uh, the the way I work when I do the the professional stuff. Awesome. And so I'm assuming you would color in Photoshop with your different levels, uh, layers. I mean, and mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's all in Photoshop. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing program. I've um, I've, I'm probably you know, probably the beginner compared to what you are in, in using it. But um, it's just it's such an in-depth program. So it was interesting to know that you, in a sense, solely work in Photoshop. Yeah. So. Oh, but um, there, the the thing with computers is that uh, it gives you a lot of freedom. Yeah. But you can also abuse that, which is when um, stuff starts going away too much into digital uh, uh, stiffness land, or everything becomes too perfect. Yeah. So I, I like to to I don't zoom in too much to make <laughs> stuff crisp and clean. I try to to always uh, um, be zoomed out a bit and. Uh, not be as precise and leave some imperfections and stuff like that just because I think it, it makes the, the images feel more natural um, because a lot of people when they get into it they they, they want to, to create perfection and I think that's the wrong way to go when you're working digitally. Yeah, now you raise a good point. Um, Jeff uh, Weigel who we had on the podcast recently, he, he actually made the same comment that he finds that 
using Photoshop he, he can get in a sense too focused on the little small little details because you can actually zoom in so much yeah. um, but you know you can actually kind of get in you know closer than a, a pixel yeah. um, at a time and you can kind of fret over the over the finer details, which the average. Yeah, and I mean, you, you don't need any whiteouts. You have uh, un the undo function, so you can just <laughs> undo every choice for, like, back to the the start of the drawing. But I, I try to not use that too much either. I, I think it's nicer to to if I if I put down a line I don't like uh, to actually just pick white and draw over it or. Uh, just put the mask on that layer and draw in the mask so uh, you take away the the line work uh, yeah. instead of just mechanically pushing undo undo yeah, yeah. so uh, the reason I ask that is because in well in Australia and I know there's also a lot um, uh, around the world as well uh, cover cover art and original art is there's a there's a strong niche in the phantom community. Have you ever yeah. thought about um, going to uh, like original pencils and inks to um, tap into that market as well? Uh, not not for the the professional stuff. It, I I just do this you know on the side. I, I don't I don't really need to tap into that market to. Yeah. To, you know, earn a living. The the thing is that a lot of comic book artists they need that side thing. They need to be able to sell their stuff to to uh, get that extra uh, money in in the bank. You know, um, but uh, I've I've had a lot of questions about it, and uh, I I do want to to do some commissions for people. Um, so I'm I'm planning on actually I'm I'm, I'm planning on doing. Uh, some artwork, um, pencil on paper or with ink, uh, just for these people. You know, I I don't want to do it to tap into a, a cash cow. Basically, it's it, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you heard it first here, folks, on the fan podcast um, that he, that Henrik will be doing commissions. Um, so hopefully, <laughs> you will start receiving a lot of uh, requests. <laughs> I know you've already received uh, one from myself. <laughs> uh -huh. um, I've had a few, and there there are a few that I uh, I will be tackling as soon as I have a little bit of um, like free time, except for uh, just working. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I'm assuming most people will be able to um, uh, contact you via um, Facebook or. Yeah, I have my all my. Uh, Facebook and LinkedIn stuff up uh, online. If if you search for my name, you'll find you know, my blog and stuff like that. So uh, all my contact information is there. No worries. So would you ever be interested in doing a, um, a full-length story one day? Is that something uh, on the bucket list, or is it at the moment it's just due to time restraint? No, it's it's not really something that I'm I'm striving for. It's uh, uh, if I if I had uh, if I had enough time and uh, it was an interesting story, then it would be something I would consider. But uh, uh, I don't have any plans for it. Um, there's uh, no offer for it either. So yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So what about covers for free? Would you ever do a, a cover for free? Yeah, why not? It's, it's fun. It's a fun character. It's a fun job. <laughs> <laughs> Seem like nice people. I've talked to to uh, Glenn. Um, to, it's a chill dude. So uh, if if they ask me, of course, I would I would definitely consider it. It's all a, just it's all just a question of, of time. Uh, the the love for drawing the character is there, so it's all just time. Mm. So I, I believe um, you have done a um, a phantom card for the upcoming series as well. Is that correct? That is correct. I I didn't know if. Uh, 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 I was allowed to say it, so I haven't said anything. But if you bring it up, then I guess you've heard about it. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to bring it up either, but it's out there now. <laughs> All right. Well, then it's on your head. <laughs> so, and that was, because um, yeah. that's, that's the upcoming one from Fanfare. So, um, yeah, so that will be exciting to see, um, uh, to see your, your work in... Mm-hmm. Um, so... Are you? A, do you think you could tell us a little bit about that card that you've that you've done? Is it part of a subset, or is it just part of like the normal, or you just don't know? I I just don't know. Um, <laughs> I uh, since it's supposed to be a card, I try to keep it fairly simple so it it will be uh, readable in small format. Uh, yeah. It's uh, I, I there's a few. Uh, images of the Phantom that I always wanted to do, and uh, uh, I've always wanted to do him sitting on the on the the throne, basically. Yeah. So that's what I that's what I did for for that one. I just nice. uh, yeah. So what are some other um, iconic drawings you would you would like? Uh, I I always wanted to uh, to draw him fighting a tiger or a lion, and uh, when. Uh, uh, when the editor Mikkel, when he told me that uh, uh, he he would give uh, uh, most covers to the to the same artist who drew the the stories uh, this year, um, uh, the first cover that came out after that, I think that was uh, Alex Saviuk's uh, cover with the, the Phantom fighting a lion. I was like, damn, can he just wait like a month? <laughs> I will. Yeah, but yeah. that's that, so, that's one that I've always wanted to draw uh, uh, the Phantom riding uh, hero and uh, you know get Devil in on the cover as well. Um, I haven't done that, so yeah. I think I think the only uh, uh, side characters I've gotten to draw on the covers is Diana and the Guran. Yeah, yeah, except for except for the kids, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've done the, Kit and Hellaways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so oh, that's interesting. I did get to draw a Devil this year, though, on the cover. But is that um, one of the upcoming ones we haven't seen yet? No, that that one is out. That's uh, the one with uh, uh, Rex uh, smooching on his uh, loved one in the background. If you've seen. Oh that. yes, yes, I know that one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so for a lot of um, so I'm not sure if you are aware or not but a lot of um, what Fru have been doing lately 
is when they published the story, they put the equivalent story cover in their editorial as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so it's it's just like a little small little thumbnail. So, but the good thing yeah. about that is that um, it enables a lot of Australian fans who probably you know don't see see uh, my stuff. Basically. Yeah, it, yeah, they'll they'll be able to see your stuff actually in um, uh, what do you call it in your in their in their comic. So that's. Yeah. So that's good. So, um, what? Are, so, did you do that? Um, did you do the one with uh, uh, Mandrake and Lothar as well? Yeah, the the president, uh, uh, like, the uh, uh, presidential rally cover, basically. Yeah. yeah, that was great. I loved the drawing Mandrake on that one. That was uh, that was great. So uh, I was a, f- a big fan of um, Defenders of the Earth when I was a kid. Oh, I still uh, love that my, <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sing the the <laughs> entire intro, but I, I could do it if I want. Oh no, nah, come on, let's but, sing it. I want to hear no, it. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we could do it as the outro, uh, the outro song for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it all starts with "Out of the Sky, His Rockets Ignite." So, but uh, um, uh, well, when I was a kid, I uh, my mom took me to the to the video rental store uh, back when you used to rent uh, the big uh, video box and and, uh, and stuff. And I always rented with the the with the uh, VCR. I, I rented Defenders of the Earth. Mm. I spent you know, a weekend every once in a while just watching that stuff. I loved it so much. Uh, and uh, I, I I didn't remember. I think it was Alex Saviak who did uh, a lot of the early yes. comic book stuff, right? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, because when I did the the cover uh, for uh, for the T Rex uh, uh, stuff, he did the, the interior artwork, and then I uh, I talked to him, and uh, I started looking into his stuff, and I was like, shit, man, this this guy did uh, these. I remember having. This issue and stuff like that it was it's fun. Yeah, no, um, Alex is a very nice um, gentleman. Um, so yeah, he's um, it's it's um, yeah, I uh, got uh, he's been to Australia once um, with like the uh, supernova like a comic convention and stuff. So I got to meet him, got to meet him then, and yeah, he's um, he's always got time for his fans. It's um, it's uh, amazing. He's an amazing person to talk to. Yeah. Well, so, I haven't been to Australia. If I ever go, I'll let you know. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. It's, then you then you can uh, have me over and we can do a podcast in person instead. It's it's always a little bit awkward when you're just sitting here staring at <laughs> Skype. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. It is a little bit awkward doing it, but it's uh, good fun. So yeah, if you ever um in Australia or. Uh, I'm over there or something like that. We'll yeah, yeah, I know. I, I invited myself. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're more than welcome to come over. Um, um, so I'm just I'm just going through your covers. Um, I, I must admit the, the the empty throne one with um, Kit and Heloise looking at each other with the th- with the empty mm. throne in the background. It's such an iconic um, iconic drawing, and, and you can really Thank see you. the you can really see the tension. I guess between the two, and in the whole situation. 
Yeah, no, I, I like it. I think it uh, it became a successful image. Uh, like I said, I, I always send them a few sketches that they can uh, pick and choose from. Mm. Uh, and uh, I don't think that was my favorite sketch for it, but I oh. do think that it turned out really well. Sometimes it's been like that when uh, you really have a favorite one uh, and you get a little bit bummed out that you don't get to do that one. But then in a few cases, uh, it turns out better than what yours would have done. I think that's one of those. Uh, another one is the uh, the zombies coming up out of the ground with the hands. Uh, I think that one turned out better than uh, what my uh, preferred sketch would have done. Um, uh, I think the, I, I did the one with the atomic terrorists with the... Uh, like a dog, dog jumping yeah. um, that one I'm still a little bit bummed out that uh, I didn't get to do my sketch I think it's it's a fine cover I, I kind of like it myself but the my preferred sketch I, I looked at it uh, a little while back I was like ah I'm bummed out I didn't get to do that one so can you tell us what that original sketch looked like or well, it, won't, it won't really do much if I describe it it was uh <laughs> Uh, it was uh, him fighting with the dogs uh, in uh, action pose, but uh, um, yeah, it, it's hard to to describe it in words, basically. But now I'm I'm looking like I'm looking at Wikipedia um, at, at the covers that you've done. Now mm. um, on Wikipedia, so I'm not sh- um, there's one with uh, the Phantom hanging off the airplane. Was that one of yours? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it was a, a tribute cover. Yeah, from uh, Jamie Bell. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, I, I remember it's uh, it's uh, like uh, wrongfully credited. I, I wrote uh, on it like uh, after Gorse because I didn't look into it, and the information I had been given was that was uh, wrong, of course. So. Uh, it's it's uh, wrongfully uh, attributed that one actually. It's a little bit uh, uh, a shame of, but uh, what can you do? So I was just um, I was just looking at it's a it's a very um, uh, it's a different style cover from the ones that we've normally seen from you. Was it um, was that? Uh, it's because it's just because I had uh, a cover that I. Uh, Paid homage to, you know. It's uh, I had a cover to to replicate basically, but just um, draw it in my style or something differently. Um, so I, it's it's all right. It was fun to do. Um, um, but I, I don't think that um, I don't think that the tribute covers were that popular in uh, in Sweden. Uh, um, I think the the newer ones did better in the uh, in the voting. Yeah. Um, well, I, just, I, I must admit, like I can see that it's you know definitely your fans and all that, but just looking at it from a glance in the gallery on the fans and wiki site, I kind of look at it and I go, oh, I must have um, made a mistake because it's not, mm. it doesn't look. Uh, you know, I guess it's a great tribute to your. To you and your and um, your skill and, and stuff, but yeah, it, it took me for a surprise that it was actually, that you also did that cover. Yeah, 
No, and like I said, it's it's just a tribute cover, so mm. I guess that's the reason for it. Um, but I can I can definitely see what you mean. It's uh, it's quite different from the, the other stuff. Um, I think even the other stuff, uh, it's a bit of a difference. Uh, sometimes I leave more of a the line art look, and sometimes I I do it a little bit more painterly. I think. Um, uh, it all depends on on uh, the amount of time I have, and uh, uh, and uh, if I get really into it, I I, I I paint it up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, it's yeah, I've I've my stepdad's a a painter in a sense as well, and um and you can tell that like if if he gets into something, it's you know that you can definitely tell when he's attached to this to that piece yeah um so so there's there's um there's been some criticism now you know um unfortunately we can never please everyone um <laughs> that uh sometimes your phantom is a little too gritty or um oh, too dark yeah i've yeah. heard, heard yeah but I mean, like like you said, you can't please everyone. And uh, if, if I if I feel like I'm I'm doing this this uh, or these covers completely for other people, uh, yeah. then what's the point? Uh, of, of course, I want to to do a good job, and I hope that people like it. But I can't sit there and, and think like, oh, how do I please as many people as possible? It's it's uh, I, I just do what I what I like, and uh, uh, if it doesn't work, then uh, I can't really do anything about it. It's uh, mm. um, so, sure. Sometimes uh, uh, you think like, "Oh, okay, people have been complaining that it's it's uh, too dark. I'll just uh, use a brighter color scheme this time." No, that that's uh, uh, an adaptation you can easily make. I've, I've done that myself. So, uh, but. You can't sit there. Oh, okay. Uh, people think that you know the character maybe looks a little bit too demonic, you know. And I'm, for for me, because I've I've heard that someone said that oh it looks too demonic. Uh, my thought of it is basically you know his his entire uh, uh, face is designed to to uh, uh, remind you of a skull. Yes, you know, but it's just that you've gotten used to the more uh, uh, Siberian Lee Falk um, era of you know him being you know friendly and smiley and and happy-go-lucky, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Um, and when if you look at the, um, especially like Ray Moore, which was you know the first Phantom artist, he was definitely um, he was grim. He was in the shadows. Um, scaring people, menacing, yeah. and, uh, and stuff like that. So no, I, I personally like it, but you know, um, it was interesting just to kind of, you know, kind of ask the question and yeah, <laughs> of and your your opinion <laughs> of it. Um, I, I, I noticed uh, you also done uh, the 2016 um, Christmas album as well. Yeah. Yes, the fighting the the bear cover, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you almost got a, you almost got your uh, list of fighting alive. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's also kind of a tribute cover. They they had an old uh, Christmas uh, cover. They they wanted me to to be inspired by. So it's uh, it's more of actiony type uh, lower angle and stuff like that. But you know, still trying to to uh, pay a little bit of homage to it. Yeah. So when 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 you get the the commission or the, the the job from Egmont, do they give you the story in like PDF and say this is the story, come up with a cover, or do they kind of, or are they a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more? This is what we want. Uh, it's it's uh, it differs uh, from time to time. It, it's. Uh, it's kind of fun. Uh, uh, the editor, Michael Soli, is uh, uh, an artist himself, so he has a good eye for uh, for images and, and uh, layout, you know, the graphical elements. So sometimes uh, he can send you uh, a really rough, uh, like, stick figure sketch, pretty much, of uh, what he wants. And then you uh, uh, try to, to uh, interpret that into... Um, a few uh, different sketches that you send back and you can pick from. Um, I think the the T-Rex cover, for instance, the first one is fairly close to to his initial sketch. Um, and then uh, uh, same thing with that uh, uh, steamboat cover that you mentioned. The only yes. thing I did was pretty much I tilted it. Um, um, and then uh, sometimes... Uh, I get um, uh, a description or a, or a sketch, and then I, I do sketches for that, and I include some other sketches that I want to do. Uh, sort of the the cover where uh, uh, the Phantom is uh, covered in snakes crawling upwards, and he's uh, you know uh, angrily defiant. You know uh, that one. Uh, they he sent me. Wishes for another, uh, another cover, and I I included a sketch for that one because that's the one I want to do, and they picked that one. So um, sometimes they they get or they pick stuff that they didn't even request, um, and uh, other times they just uh, uh, send you some pages or the entire comic and. Uh, uh, you do sketches based off of that, so it, it's different uh, uh, every time, pretty much. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, is it is it a, a benefit having uh, Mikel as uh, who has the artistic background, as what you said, to which kind of helps you get a does it help you get a better outcome or? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, um, um, since he. Uh, he kind of knows what he wants. Uh, it's, it's it's easy to to uh, work for him. Uh, it's always harder if if you deal with someone that's uh, hesitant in in their choices. Um, yeah. So uh, it, it whenever it, it's easy to work, that's that's good. You know, it's uh, the the worst thing is when you work. Uh, for someone, and it becomes a design by committee when they have several different people 
who wants to weigh in on it, and then they start thinking about, you know, uh, pleasing everyone, pretty much. So you have all these choices, or all these wishes from different people, and they try to also uh, think about what the uh, this audience group and this audience group and that audience group wants, and uh, those covers never become uh, memorable. They, uh, uh, it's always better when you have, you know, a clear idea that I really like to go for iconic, uh, like simple, simplistic yeah. um, covers. So has that happened with a Phantom cover or just with other stuff? Uh, designed by committee, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's happened. It's not. It, ha- it hasn't happened too many times. It, it's a couple of times, but. Yeah, it's it's life. You know, <laughs> you just deal with it. You roll with the punches, and then you move on. So, <laughs> but. awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. So, do you have? Um, you mentioned before that you had a uh, a website or a blog. Did you want to give us that uh, URL so people can have a look at some of the stuff? Ah, they can. If they just search my name, they'll find it. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Okay. I'm I'm the worst person at marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, so um, so if people are interested in looking at your work, or um, or if they are interested in the commission or putting their name down for a commission, they can just um, Google your name, which is H uh, E R N R I K S A H L S T R O M. Um, yeah. and they'll find your Facebook and your blog, and then they can contact you that way. Is that correct? Yeah, that works. No <laughs> um, well, uh, Is there anything else you wanted to uh, make mention of or, or, or give a call out to anyone or anything like that um, uh, before we wrap up? No, I'm, I'm, I'm all good. It was a nice chat. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. It was, um, I, I love talking to 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 phantom creators because they have they have such a different um, uh, insight and different things to talk about than than from like a, a pure fans point of view. Um, yeah. And like they ra- like you you raise things that that you wouldn't know about or you wouldn't wouldn't have picked up or or stuff like that. And um, I'm I'm not a talented. Uh, I'm not, you know, talented as what you are, but I've I've come from the don't put yourself graphic, down. Yeah, I've come from the graphic <laughs> background, so it's, it's it's interesting talking to you know other artists and, and 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 stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's 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 always a pleasure to 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 talk to um fan creators. Um, you've been an artist that I've admired ever since your first work came out, which was uh, 2015, I believe. Um, right. So yeah, so it's um it's been it's and it's also been good to see someone in their thirties creating phantom work as well, like you know, to see some young blood in a sense. <laughs> well, our our views of uh, young and old differ. But <laughs> well, yeah. when we're when we're in our fifties we'll still call ourselves young. <laughs> It's um, it's quite scary, like when you, yeah, when you're a teenager or in your twenties, you're thinking that you know, thirties is old, but seeing that's where we are now. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm in my early to mid thirties at the moment, and um, yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm just old. <laughs> yeah. 
So um, thank you for your time, Henrik. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, I appreciate um, staying up. Uh, what is it? It's about half past twelve your time. It is. It's uh, twenty-two past twelve. But uh, you were sleeping, so you were up early. Yeah, I was up at uh, quarter past five. Um, had to tiptoe out of the bedroom so I didn't wake up. Didn't wake up the family and go to the other end of the house. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I appreciate um, appreciate you joining us. Um, and everyone else who is listening to this, um, I appreciate your time um, listening to this. Um, hopefully you did as well. Um, as usual, you can find us on chroniclechamber.com. Uh, we've also got the Facebook page, uh, Chronicle Chamber, as well as Phantom Collector, where people can post their Phantom collections, Phantom topics and stuff like that. Um uh, and then also, as normal, uh, if you are listening to us via iTunes or um, the Android equivalent, uh, please give us a rating, um, just so that way people can find us um, as well. So, appreciate uh, you listening to us. And um... 500 years ago, he washed ashore the soul survivor. Yo! Hey, how you going? I don't know what happened there. Um, I might have all right, to... It's all over. I didn't, yeah. I didn't catch the end there. Uh, yeah, so uh, it was just the usual nonsense. Um, yeah. Telling people how to find us and that. I, yeah. But we got the podcast. I've just checked the recording and it all worked. So um, that's good. Now, are you sure you don't want to um, sing the Defenders of the Earth uh, theme song? Is that <laughs> outro? Ah. No, my, my singing voice is not good. <laughs> so, so you're not that type of artist. You just, uh, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate uh, your time tonight. That was fun. My uh, my first interview oh, as uh, no, it's my second interview as a uh, phantom artist. But the first one was for uh, for the editorial page in Phantomen. So. Uh, and it was it was written so it doesn't count. <laughs> was that was that done by Andreas and in email form? Yeah. Yeah. They're they're, they're good, but I, I like doing them um, like by the podcast just because you know people can like listen to it while they're you know while they're on the way to work or while they're at work or or whatever, and they can they can hear the passion with the people. Mm. And, and all, you know, the fun and stuff like that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was good. I um, appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. Like, it's still early night for me. I might uh, might have time to uh, watch a movie or something before bedtime. I thought it would be way later when we were done, so... Yeah, no, um, we... Ideally, we like to do podcasts between an hour and an hour and a half but um, when we don't always get that especially when there's a, a couple of other guys but I think tonight has proven that the, the long the longness of the podcast is is not me or my fault that it's uh, yeah. on Dan <laughs> and or Stephen they're yeah. the ones that uh, dribble nonsense and uh, yeah. make the podcast long yeah. <laughs> no, the, the only thing I was uh, a bit worried about was uh, because I, I've listened to uh, like a few of your uh, episodes, um, 
I don't I don't know who it is, but uh, one of your uh, cohorts. Uh, it's always so hard to hear what he says because of uh, his connection. I think. Oh yeah, that would be Steve. He um, it's yeah, it's just I don't I don't know. It's 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 like it's it's weird because he never um, he's he's not the quiet guy either. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's I think it might be his microphone. He's told me he's just um. He's just uh, picked himself up a new microphone, so hopefully that will help. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, he was um, he was stuck in Sydney or like which he's from Ballarat, which is a town. So you know, he could have he could have driven, and, you know, probably caught the train or something like that. But um, it was you know easier to stay in Sydney. Um, yeah, of course. But, yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, he was stuck at the airport, and it had to be um, delayed, or the flights were cancelled, or something like that. Um, yeah, it's the stuff that happens, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he's he instead of spending just a day or two away from the family, he ended up spending like half a week or something. So it was just like you know, and then I think he got in late, and you know it was probably just a bit much for him. Yeah. That's all right. No, I think. Uh I think you did a good job. So. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Well, um, yeah, no, it was it was interesting. Um, I'm sure everyone will enjoy it, and uh, hopefully you get lots of um, uh, friend requests and commissions and, <laughs> and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, not too many, I hope. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to uh, to uh, have more free time away from drawing. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Am I? I yeah, I think I've uh, I've gotten uh, into the habit of working too much. Like my girlfriend complains about that. You know, she's she's always saying you're overworked, you're overworked. But I think a lot of artists uh, they become restless. They have a little yes. bit of a restless soul. Like uh, if we're not creating. Um, but uh, I mean, she's an artist herself, so she 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 should understand it. But the thing is. Uh, she doesn't have a day job, so she gets to do all her art on the during the during the day, and then she can rest during the evening. And uh, <laughs> I I, I kind of want to get these you know comic booky stuff out of me instead of just uh, you know painting every day uh, at work. So I need that uh, the the free time to do it. And, you know. Yeah. So does um uh, what type of art does um does your girlfriend do? Uh, she's uh, like oil painter, fine artist. Uh, so she's trying to get into a completely different uh, market that's quite possibly even even wow. harsher than yeah. <laughs> the comic books. <laughs> it must be pretty harsh then, because uh, the comic book artists um, get get uh, especially in social media where um, people can. Um, uh, you know, start a podcast or, or jump on Facebook and uh, criticize people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Everybody, uh, everybody has something to say, and uh, yes, uh, you know, I understand them because I'm the same way. If I if I watch a movie that I dislike, I uh, I talk about it. I, I don't go posting on it on the internet, though. I stopped doing that. <laughs> <laughs> when I got over my 30s, but um, uh, but the, I, I don't like when uh, uh, people think that creators have to 
be in a certain way that they have to maintain a certain uh, uh, level of uh, professionalism, but yeah. uh, fans can be as like uh, obnoxious as yeah, <laughs> like. Uh, I remember I watched a YouTube video of some some guy going up to Rob Liefeld, if you know who that is. Uh, I've heard the name, yeah. Yeah, uh, like the the artwork is uh, not not that great, but I mean the guy is still a human being. He deserves some respect, and people yeah. were coming up to him at at cons and you know mocking him and you know videotaping it and stuff like that. It's uh, it's a brutal. Um, mm. It's, but, yeah, I don't, you know, like, just because you don't like Sonica or it's not your cup of tea doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. But yeah. As well, you can find things um, uh, that you enjoy about it. And if you don't yeah. like it, just don't read it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, uh, most most of my interactions with uh, uh, fans of The Phantom has, has been really good. Uh, it's only been one time. Uh, it was... Uh, a fan who got really upset with me on uh, Facebook uh, because I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't share that Twenty um, uh, Second Phantom the first cover uh, of of the Two Faces in profile I wouldn't post it because I knew that they would want to keep it under wraps for uh, the media yeah um, and uh, he wanted me to 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 show it. On Facebook, and I'm like, you know, I don't think they want me to do that. And he's like, Who are they? Who are they? And are you their slave? And he kept going. I think he, he probably was uh, sitting at home, like drinking, getting super drunk. And it's, uh, that that was uh, that was a weird experience. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, um, not all fans are uh, assigned people. Yeah. <laughs> some of us are uh, normal. Um, yeah. And some of us are, uh, are half normal, and then you just get the uh, the odd idiot that. Um... Yeah, but I mean, most of the ones that aren't normal are still being nice, you know, nice people. But yeah. <laughs> then you run into, you know, the the occasional uh, weirdo. Yeah, that's it. You do get the occasional um, occasional yeah. weirdo. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see um, how people. Handle the whole uh, empty throne over here in uh, over here in Australia because there's a lot more focus and um, or traditionalists in Australia than um, uh, you know that that can't handle change probably compared to um, the Swedish. Okay, the, so. the like folkist uh, yeah uh, yeah traditional stuff. Yeah, so you know, like yeah. they can't handle change, and so it's going to—it's—it's—it's it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, basically, you know, seeing how they handle it. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm I'm really looking forward to the um, Empty Throne saga. So um, it's—I I think if it's done, have, have, but you've seen artwork from I've, it, I guess, because I've, I've got I've got the Phantom Man comics, because I do get a subscription. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not all of them do arrive, unfortunately. The odd one gets lost. Um, but, you know, you kind of expect that. Uh, I think yeah. I, I, I probably miss maybe one out of ten. Um, or, you know, maybe at the max, probably two a year, but 
you know, if, if worse comes to worse, one day I'll just, yeah, pick up the back issues and sort it out that way. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, I've, I've had a flick through them. I had a look at, uh, like Paul Ryan's, which was the first, which was the last one that he did before he passed mm, away. Yeah. And the art's amazing for that one. And yeah, like it looking, is. Like looking, obviously I can't read, you know, um, uh, my skills also don't go in, uh, um, other languages unfortunately so I can't read it but in looking at the art and looking at the flow you can kind of generally get an idea of the storyline and then yeah. you know I've read the second part as well and then I heard that Free were going to publish it and I thought well I'm not going to read anymore I'm going to you know don't want to spoil it too much so yeah, um, yeah so now I'm looking forward to it so I think it's out in the next in the next month or so so it should be good alright It'll be interesting yeah. um, uh, getting hearing what people's opinions are. Yeah, no, I, uh, I like I, I haven't ever picked up uh, through uh, comic, uh, but I've, I've noticed you know on, online that uh, uh, their covers have been uh, picking up yes. uh, the last uh, uh, last uh, uh, year or so uh, because they they used to. Not be that great, but now now <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice diplomatic way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, now they actually uh, they start to have some some good uh, artwork on there. So yeah, well, well, I'm not sure if you're aware, but what happened was um, uh, Glenn, who you've been talking to, uh, yeah, him and Renee uh, have. Um, taken over the company and then Dudley. Yeah, I know that much. Yeah, so you, you, you've there's definitely been an improvement since they've, especially with the cover art and the quality, overall quality since they've um, taken over. They've, you know, and I think it helps that, you know, Glenn is an artist as well, like what you're saying about yeah. Mikel, is that seeing he's an artist, he is able to um, use that influence to be able to create a better product. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I think I read somewhere uh, uh, sometime a while back, like the the previous owner were doing, he was doing coloring himself on the colors and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was looking at uh, some of the stuff, and you know, it's really um, like rudimentary, <laughs> rudimentary f- uh, flaws in it, like uh, uh, when you just pick the select uh, like the magic wand selection yeah. and you like pick a field within the lines you have to expand the selection a little bit yes. but he, I noticed he always kept it so it was always like a little jagged white edge around the <laughs> line work <laughs> it's like burning my eyes <laughs> yeah um, it, yeah it, but at, at that stage you know um but you know, it's un- unfortunately it was a product of its time of um, of the crowd. You know, he did many wonderful things for the fans and for yeah, Australia yeah. And just stuff just like publishing that. the comic book in itself is uh, yeah. a, a great thing. Uh, but, uh, and, great and then I'm guessing, you know, yeah. since you don't get rich from from <laughs> comic books, uh, it, it probably had to keep the budget somewhat down. Yeah. Uh, when it came to that stuff, so he was coloring the covers himself and stuff like that. And uh, um, 
and it's easy to you know I, because they did a lot of like copies of the Scandinavian covers um, and it's easy to do that kind of stuff so it's a good way to keep costs down yeah exactly um, yeah it was yeah he was a great publisher unfortunately not the best artist um, yeah but you know he, he's, he, he did a great job for the fans and probably in Australia but also uh, in the world because like you track down a lot of the um, original uh, newspaper strips and, and stuff like that as well yeah so like King Features never had um Never had kind of like the the like the actual unedited versions of the um of the strips, and so he would you know hunt down he would hunt down them from people's collections or or go to like newspapers around the world and you know source throughout their um you know catalogue and stuff like that. So he did a yeah. great job in in doing that because there would have been so many stories and art that would have been lost. But because of him, he you know created it, which is why we see all that stuff from Herms and all that now, which which is great. Yeah. But but I mean, you as a collector, have you ever uh, travelled to to Sweden? No, I haven't. It's uh, on the bucket list. Um, yeah, because I mean, it's super simple to to find back issues. Yeah. Here. Yeah. It's uh, like yeah, there's two stores. If you go to two stores in Stockholm. Um, you can pick up everything from the 70s and 80s and 90s. It's when you go further back than that, then it's when you start to, you know, it starts being hard to find the, the stuff. But everything from the 70s and 80s super easy to find. Which is all the best era, anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's kind of cheap as well. You know, you yeah, <laughs> you buy them for a. Uh, like a buck, yeah. Yeah, um, it's yeah. No, I've um, I've cause just because as, as you know, Australia is just so far away. It's just hard to justify. Um, and then you know, when you buy a house and then you have a child and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, of course. Starting to do like I think we're going to we're going to Hawaii in a in a year or two, so that will be good. And yeah. then I think um, I want to one thing I want to do, and as someone who lives in the middle of a desert um, yeah. I want to do a white Christmas and, and stuff like that so I'd oh you want to see the snow yeah managed yeah. to talk the wife into a, a white Christmas so I might have to uh, have, have you ever seen snow oh uh, I've seen it when I was like one or two uh, my mum took me over to Tasmania which is on the other side of Australia and it does get yeah. snow so but it doesn't really count um, no I mean do you really remember that <laughs> no I don't remember no. um but yeah, but you know, like snow's a novelty for for a lot of you know a lot of Australians and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I guess for for you guys, oh, it's, it's more. I, yeah, yeah. Every every winter, it's it's just dark and cold and snow everywhere. But uh, but I mean, the, a snowy landscape is amongst the most beautiful environments ever. It's just that. You need to to have a lot of warm clothes because it's cold as hell, and uh, you know if you if you want to play around in the snow, uh, you will get wet and stuff like that. That's the the negative aspect of it. But it's it's beautiful with like snow everywhere. 
Yeah. Yeah, I've got a. So um, if you haven't seen it, for sure you should. Yeah, and then if, and then that way, if I if I do it, and then I can go to you know, Norway, Sweden, you know, get all the get all the comics and, you know, uh, meet all the, the you know the contacts and stuff from around there, and you know it could be a um, could be kind of a little mecca moment. Yeah. So I just got to just got to talk the wife into it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she doesn't share your uh, love for the Phantom. Uh, and, uh, not not the you can't love. Re- you can't really uh, get her to tag along based on hey we'll go to comic book shops. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's very um what would you call it? She's very um, understanding and patient. Yeah, um, accepting. <laughs> yeah, accepting. That's a good word. She uh she. She gives me a budget which I break probably weekly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's given me a room in the house um, to to house my collection. Yeah. So um, yeah, she's very accommodating and, and and stuff like that. But um, yeah, she does not share the same level of passion as what as what I do, unfortunately. I mean, you, you need a partner like that. It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, Imagine if you imagine you know, hanging with someone who doesn't accept uh, your interests at all and just thinks you should grow up, you know. <laughs> uh, horrible. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, you've got to find someone who's who's willing to um, put up, at least put up with your um, with your with your hobbies. And every guy needs a hobby. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think every every woman needs a hobby as well, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just it's good for people to uh, to have something that they love and that they uh, uh, can sp- spend time with without uh, it having to be more than just you know fun. Yeah, exactly. Which, and, yeah. Um, for you know, for me, it's it's the fandom, and you know, I, I I still read every comic. Um, you know, when I get my Swedish ones. Or you know, or comics from around the yeah. world, and that I, you know, have a flip through them. Even though I've probably got the story or read the story, you know, I like to flip through yeah. them, and I troll through eBay every day and a few times a day, and you know, um, try and find an item that I don't have in my collection or. Yeah. So. No, I'm 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 trying to keep my collection uh, uh, to the bare minimum. I'm getting rid of so much. Uh, comic books right now um, it, it just became a critical mass and you know it, when when you look at it you start to have not really anxiety but uh, it feels a bit overwhelming and it's like uh, I, I've bought so much stuff that I haven't read yet yeah. uh, and then I just feel like oh but I don't have time to read all this stuff and I just got to a point where I felt like I'll just uh, trim it down to the bare minimum. Mm. So I'm, I'm just picking out uh, the comic books that I really, really like and uh, uh, the artists that I really like and, and then everything else I will just get rid of. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, I totally understand what you mean. It's like, like, like what we were saying before about I don't, you know... I don't really read anything about the fan, I and mean, I guess I'm also lucky that I've got a room which I can kind of close the door on when it gets a little bit too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, even with 
even with things like you know like Lucky Luke and as you know like there's so many Lucky Luke comics that I've read once and then I've yeah. just been put in there or even you know the new Asterix stories that have been coming out um, I haven't read those at all I, I picked up the, the new uh, Lucky Luke by uh, Bonhomme I think his name is that is. the one with, where he's on the rain on the rain cover yeah yeah it's, it's um it's beautiful yeah it's a beautiful cover I've I've it's a beautiful comic. Yeah, I haven't read it, and I, I mean, yeah. no, sorry, I haven't, I haven't got a hard copy because I'm not sure if it's actually available in Australia, kind of in English and stuff like that. But I did manage to yeah. pick up a, um, a, a trans, or I think it was a translated um, English cof, uh, soft copy, yeah. um, which I uh, downloaded, and, and I really enjoyed it. They did a great. Um, they did a, a great job with it. Um, hopefully, they release some more. Yeah, but uh, I thought it was beautiful. I, I've been a fan of that artist for uh, a while. Um, I'm uh, uh, he, he's doing another adventure comic. I can't really remember what the name of it is right now, but it's also super beautiful. So when he did that one, I I was super stoked about it. So. Yeah, because there was the. It was the artist plus the Lucky Luke, which you read as a kid. So, yeah, exactly. And Lucky Luke is one of those uh, uh, comics that it didn't. It really, it didn't really stick with me. I, I, I didn't think I would ever pick up another Lucky Luke comic. And then I ran into that one. I was like, oh, okay. Um, um, I mean, the stuff I read when I was a kid, um, uh, Tintin and. Uh, uh, Fantoma Man and uh, you know, the superhero stuff. Some of that stuff uh, kept going, you know, up in the yeah. up in the ages. But uh, most of it, I just stopped reading. Mm. So you can probably hear my dog in the background. He's, I think, he's got a bit of cabin fever, so he's going a little bit. Ah, uh, he, wa- he wants to go out. <laughs> he's, um, yeah. he's attacking me. He's, um, uh, I let him in, and I think he wants to go out and play, but. I think the girls. Well, what type? What type of dog is it? Uh, it's not a very manly dog. It's a, um, a Chihuahua Maltese. Oh, okay. So it's a, yeah, like I said, it's not a manly dog. <laughs> I'm not sure. If ah, I just call I it love dog. dogs in general, so. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you can call it a dog. It's more like a cat dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, he's, he's the wife's dog, but basically he's my dog. Yeah, of course. It's the family dog. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But I mean, take the dog out. No need to uh, keep it waiting. Well, I reckon we might even be able to get some of this uh, this post uh, chat on the podcast as well. I reckon there was some decent conversation in there that we might fan related that yeah. we might even be able to squeeze in there as well. Yeah, if you want to edit in some stuff, then uh, yeah. then do it. Maybe uh, not when we're. Uh, dissing old uh, through covers. <laughs> yeah, maybe That's, not that. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, that. it's 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 a little bit insensitive <laughs> of us, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, probably, uh, definitely some of the yeah. other stuff that we were talking about. Um, um, but yeah, no, it was, um, I, I appreciate appreciate your time. It's um, been two hours now, so there's your two hours. Yeah. <laughs> probably cut into your uh, movie watching. You might not be able to watch. Uh, nah, it's. No, if I want to watch a movie, I'll watch a movie. It's uh, 
it's just one o'clock, you know. I'm I'm used to being up to maybe four, so it's three hours until I will uh, have to crash, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, I mean, talking to you, I, I haven't gotten tired, so uh, it's all good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my girls will be starting to wake up, so I'll have to yeah, go into into husband and father mode and yeah. So. So, so you mean that your family and your your uh, kids are more important than talking to me? <laughs> this is an outrage. Uh, yeah, well, they they are very understanding. Um, and the good thing about having a you know a four bedroom house is that they're at one end of the house and you can stay at the other end of the house um, and not get too many interruptions. But um, yeah, no, I do have to juggle the family as well. <laughs> But I appreciate your time, uh, Henrik. I, I really do. It's um, it, it's been it's been good to. Oh, it was it was uh, fun. Yeah, it was a fun little chat. So yeah, was, uh, no no problems, uh, no worries on the. And then um, we can do a, uh, a full length story or something like that. We'll have to get you back on. Yeah, I I, I doubt that will happen. But uh, <laughs> uh, well, no, I appreciate um. Uh, your time. I appreciate um, uh, you agreeing to do those sketch covers for me. So, um, yeah. if there's if there's one of those covers that are um, that you were wanting to do, like wrestling a tiger or those iconic covers that you haven't got to get mm-hmm. done, more than yeah. free to do them on there. You've uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll get what you'll get. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> I I don't believe in telling the artist what to draw me because. Oh. And I don't believe in drawing what people tell me to draw, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. So free reign, my friend, free reign. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I sent I sent a whole bunch of comics to. So if I can get you to scribble on those as well, that'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah. Uh, which reminds me, I need to go and get uh, a new pen for uh, signing stuff. The previous one I used to use is drying up. So good, oh. you reminded me. <laughs> No, so are you going to the Gettenberg Fair this year? Or next year? Oh, Göteborg. Gothenburg. Gothenburg, sorry. No, no. I, um, uh, I've never been there. Uh, I've, I've been to the city and I've been to conventions there, but I haven't been to the, to the book uh, convention. Because that's, like that's like the big one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but I, I go to... Uh, uh, I try to go to comic book conventions. The like Sweden isn't a very good um, comic book yeah, country. Um, we have a, a small convention or expo or whatever you want to call it in, in Stockholm every year, and then there's one in Uppsala. And um, I, I try to go to the one in Stockholm every year. I've missed I missed uh, this year because I was traveling. Um, and the Uppsala one, I've wanted to go to every year, and I never, I never managed to go. And that one, someday, someday I'll do it. It's like yeah, you no, would um, Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've heard about the was it the, Guten, the Gutenberg one, and it sounds sounds all right because like Egmont's usually there and all that as well. Yeah. No, I've seen pictures from there. Yeah. They they printed out my uh, my uh, phantom drawing, uh, 
and had it like life size. That was pretty yeah, pretty fun to see that. Um, yeah. It was kind of funny when that got showed up. Everyone was um, contacting them. Oh, are you selling these? Are you selling these? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted one of those, but uh, I didn't even know they were gonna do it. So yeah, I've um, um, I've actually looked in um, uh, how much they actually cost to get done up, and because I thought oh, I, I do like that, I'll have to. Uh, might have to find a fan picture and um and print one up for myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, if I if I had known they were gonna do it, uh, then I would maybe have asked them, but uh, they probably just would have hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you again. Um, yeah. Thank I, you. I appreciate uh, your time and um, being so flexible and working with us. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the other guys couldn't make it, but um, exactly. sometimes those things happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thanks again. I'll, uh, I'll let you go, and um, I'm going to go put on my uh, father and husband hat. <laughs> All right. Well... Cheers and uh, take care, I guess. No worries, I appreciate it, and we'll stay in touch. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And uh, further down the line, maybe we'll have another chat. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, great. It'll be um, good to, you know, uh, just see what happens. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm hopefully, um, I've I've told Glenn, I've said, Glenn, you need to get him to do a cover, so uh, you never know, you might get a phone call or an email. Yeah. No, like I said, I'm open for it. It's uh, it's all just a question of if I have the 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 opening in, in schedule, the time. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, of course, I love drawing the covers, so I, I, of course I'd help them out. Mm, awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, thank you again. Right. Well, thanks. Not a problem. And, uh, we'll stay in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Have a nice day, man. Yeah. You too, mate. See ya. All right. Cheers. Of the earth and the